passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm Mike Chipos, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Welcome back, Ankle Pickers. Back for another Set the Spread episode here on the Ankle Pick Podcast. We've got UFC Vegas 49, and we lost Dan. I'm sure he'll be checking back in shortly. UFC Vegas 49 is Saturday, February 26th. We've got another early card, 6 p.m. main card, 3 p.m. prelims. Dan is sitting on a 3-2 season-long lead for Set the Spread. And I guess fair warning, we're recording this about a week in advance, um, praying for no change to the main card, albeit that's pretty unlikely in the world that we're living in. So we've got five fights that we're going to roll through as soon as Dan checks back in on what is the main card right now, but we will wait for the other shoe to drop on that. Reese, anything to add? No, I just think that if Dan's not here in a couple of minutes, I think it's an auto forfeit. We hear the lines and move on to next week. That's my, that's where I'm at on it, but I'll, I'll let you make a judgment call. Any word from Samsung boy? I haven't heard from Samsung boy. Let's give Probably it a quick pause and, and, and adjust. All right. We're back. Samsung boy reconnected. Every boy, some blood, some bloodline jabs right there. Look at this, and a nice crack, crack of the that's, seltzer. That's got to get me. I mean, I took a tough licking last time out, and so now I'm like, I got to get the mojo flowing again. Right, three, two, DK on the year, going to lead things off. Poa, poa. First fight on the main card: a lightweight bout, Armin Sarukian and Joel Alvarez. <laughs> Is that a fight? This is one I'm very excited for. Listeners know that I'm really, really high on Armin Sarukian. Um, but Joel Alvarez, man, I, I I wrote him off once upon a time, and, and that was terrible, terrible prospect prospecting, I guess, by me. Uh, since then, he's absolutely shut everyone up, myself included. Finishes over uh, Danilo Beluardo, who out of the UFC. Joe Duffy, also out of the UFC. But Alexander Kovalev and now Tiago Moises, huge finishes, all, all first round except for the first one, the uh, round two ground and pound. And this is a guy who we said even going into this Tiago Moises fight, like, all right, now we're going to start respecting his jits. It, it, like, he's a legit submission threat. He's proved me wrong. I'm not going to 
doubt him again. And then he went out there and just spanked Tiago on the feet. Something that is not easy to do. On the other side, Armin Sargon is, is one of the most put together prospects. Um, just completely well-rounded, like this incredible striking Tiger Muay Thai, Dagestani wrestling base. What can you ask for? Um, he's like another Piotr Jan, just at lightweight. He's still going to be a huge favorite here. Hoel hasn't done that much work. I'm going to have him at minus 400. Mm. Dan, for, for everything, wow, 400. So you for everything that, that I, I remember from the longevity of this podcast, I think the one is we started off, I think we were doing the podcast or we weren't, or we weren't, but so this story actually make, is irrelevant to the podcast aspect, but we've been following Joel Alvarez. And I remember the Demir Ismagulov fight one sticks out in particular Ismagulov's making his debut and Joel Alvarez also is, he's a Spaniard, whatever. And the fight was underwhelming. He did not have against Ismagulov. Little did I realize how fucking good Ismagulov really mm-hmm. is and how much that win actually didn't throw shade on his name. I continued to watch him go, watch him go, watch him go. It was like, oh, well, Bilardo doesn't belong in the UFC. He was coming over from Bellator for one fight. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, Joe Duffy's 100, um, all this stuff. So I bet Tiago Moises. Holy shit. When we talk about, like, fight over fight over fight improvements, Yoel Alvarez looks phenomenal. On the flip Like a side, different guy. Different guy. Crazy. Absolute different guy. On the flip side, though, you're dealing with a guy who st- went to UD with Islam Makachev and had moments. That's mm-hmm. what's frightening. He had moments against this guy. Uh, I think he's going to win. I think he's going to be calling for his name. I'm going to go under 400, though, Dan, just because of the improvements over Yoel. I think Armin Sarukian is a perennial. He is he can perennially be in that four, five, six hundred range. I think this, as far as prospect versus prospect goes, is going to be the lowest we see Sarukian. I'm going to go minus three sixty. That's kind of what I for just for like, just for some reference. He was a eight fifty favorite over Christos Yagos in his last fight. Wow. I, I mean, I could be off. I could be off. I, 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 I mean, we're not so far apart. I just, I thought that I might've been even been going a little low. No, when I, I, just, four, I just, but I, I like the number. I think what it is for me is it's less about it's, it's more just about, I've been wrong on you Alvarez so many times that like initially I wanted to go Saruki and minus 500, but like, I, I, I gotta think I'm just gonna, I, I'm happy with the 360, And that's kind of what I had my mind wrapped around going into this. I kind of go on oh, 360 seems doable. personally have been burned by Joel Alvarez four fights in a row and right. he's going to have the opportunity to do it do it again because I'm going to be on Armin Sarukian at this number Sarukian minus 310 wow oh. told you told you dude I'm telling you Joel Alvarez I don't know what it is but he's getting like high high level buzz um after that Moises fight he was a bit of a dog and I remember being a big fan of Tiago Moises there and Dude, he he he's taking a different trajectory. I think I think Sarukian's going to be a huge parlay piece for us that night. Huge. So I hate to pour gas on this, and we're what a week and a half out from this fight night card. But when this one opened back in November, Uh-oh. Sarukian minus one seventy five. 
You are. That's what? exactly what you're doing. You're pouring gas on it. Come on, Kobe. I mean, D- Dan, is that I not thought, a I, I, I mean, I know I say, like, I must be missing something on Hoel, and then he always keeps moving wrong. There, that opening line is crazy. That is instant max play. Oh, my God. I'm actually rattled. Kobe, did you do this just to rustle my cage a little bit? I, I bink a point. A little bit. Like, that can't little happen. Bit. That can't happen. I favor Danny. Shake it out of me. <laughs> oh, fuck. That is wild. That's wild. 170. I know it's not even relevant because of like, that's so far gone, but oh my God. Second fight on the main card, lightweight bout, Danny's boy, Rong Zhu versus Ignacio <laughs> Bahamondes. And Reese is going to lead things off. So I, actually, so I actually mentioned this the other day, believe it or not. I was on PlayStation and one of my friends was talking about the Bahamundes uh, KO over Roosevelt Roberts. I Don't ask me how it came up. We were talking about knockouts of the year or whatever. And he was like, yeah, Bahamundes is sweet. Also, I was like, oh, he has a tough opponent coming up. And they go, who is it? They look it up and they're like, oh, uh, who's on or whatever. And I go, actually, we have a funny joke on the podcast about that. Uh <laughs> I, I, Danny went to California and texted me that he's at the wrong zoo. <laughs> like, just like, there's no girls at the zoo. I'm at the wrong zoo. Um, he, he's a boy of the pod and he's also the young, I think Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, but is he the youngest roster? You're right. Thank yeah. you. Right. Um, I think my guess is this, my guess is Baja is coming off that highlight knockout. Uh, he, he's a contender series guy. Uh, my guess is he's a lot more well-known than the one-and-one Rong Zhu. Um, very much so. Very much so. I, I think Rong Zhu is going to have an upset potential here. I think that Rong Zhu has the ability to be good. I think Rong Zhu is the type of guy that, I mean, if you get a contract at 21 or 20 in the UFC, obviously something's there. Um, but you know, he struggled putting Brennan Jenkins, Jenkins away, took him three rounds. And, and that's, that's one that you got to win. I mean, that's one you got to make quick work of. Um, and then he also lost his debut when he was a minus 300 favorite. Baja Mundes has done nothing but impress. And he trains, Dan, who does Baja Mundes train with? It's, uh, he trains in Illinois. It's that Illinois gym. Um, he fights. Out Yair? Of- oh, Yair, Yair Rodriguez. Thank you. Um, and they got some good stuff going on at that camp over there. I, I think Baja Muniz is going to be a favorite. I think he's going to be a kind of a decent favorite at that. And I think that this is going to be one of those things where five years from now we look at it and we go, oh, that'd be a lot closer of a fight now. I think Rongzu just has a lot of work to do, being 21 and fighting such a a, a well-experienced kickboxer that's like, Baja Muniz is only 24, but he fights like he's 30 because of how long he's been in the kickboxing game. Um, I mean, he's got what, 15, 16 professional fights. I, uh, I like Bob Mundes here. I'm going to go just a smidge over 200, Dan, and I'll let you pick where to go from there. I'm going to go 205. I don't have a ton to add. You, I mean, you covered the hype, which is kind of why I think the line is where you're setting it. They're both one and one in the UFC with losses as pretty sizable favorites. And then um, got finished it or got finishes in their bounce back fight. But I do think that Bahamundes is getting a lot more respect in. And there are people asking questions about him and about his knockout. And there aren't people asking questions about Rong Zhu. So I, I got to go under. 
Um, I'm going to go 185. For Baja Yep. Okay. Minus 265 Baja <laughs> Major line. Yeah. See, now that I, I want to take a second here because that's something where it, it sounds like at 205, and I and I know I banked the point there that it sounds like I might take that. That's a line where I might take a stab at Rong Zhu being 21 years old and riding the ship a little bit. That's a big line. It's a bigger line yeah. than I would have initially thought. That's plus 225 on Rong Zhu coming back. And this one opened at 260 kind of the end of January. So we've had about two weeks of movement to go only five points so far. Yeah. So it's, it's found a home and, there. And Rongzu has got himself a ton of experience. We're talking, I mean, what 22 professional fights in, mm-hmm. in six years. Yeah. He's got he a started lot of, in 2016. Yeah. He's got a lot in his own right. And he also, um, I don't know if he had a, uh, if he had a lengthy, um, Sorry, I'm bad, like other like kickboxing or, or Muay Thai or type career. I doubt it. He's 21. I mean, but I know that what I do know. Well, I mean, in China, they I know some I've had friends who go to China and they sit at like Thailand area that sit at bars where 11 year olds are throwing bows. But what I was going to say is he fights. So uh, the UFC has made a huge, huge push in China with their Chinese Institute and gyms and and this, this gym that he fights out of has a couple notable names that we actually are like familiar with, like Sumu Derji, for example. Not that they fight in the same weight mm-hmm. class, but this gym is going to have a lot of UFC talent. A lot of guys, 15 and 1, 17 and 1, uh, all just really young. And I'm assuming Rong Zhu's probably one of the f- more talented ones in the gym, but it, I'm excited to watch him grow. I, I honestly think at that plus line, Dan, I might take a stab there. I know we're a couple weeks out still, so. Third fight on the main card, bantamweight bout. We have Alejandro Perez and Jonathan Martinez. Alejandro Perez. I remember the modified armbar on Johnny Eduardo. That was fun. Mm, that was fun. Jonathan Martinez, coming back the other way, is a former prospect that I was excited about. I think I lost a lot of money on the overhand left from Davy Grant. Um, Me and you both. Yeah, he's, he's got great leg kicks. He's got great boxing. He's got good movement, good jits. Looks like Perez has, has some good jits coming back. But I have to assume Jonathan Martinez is going to be the favorite here, being the bigger name and and, and just the more impressive uh, resume. So I'm going to go with Jonathan Martinez. And I'm actually going to go – not super high, but I, I think he's going to be a 195 favorite. Mm. Yeah. You have John and Martinez as the favorite. I do. Yeah. See, I, John Martinez is a guy that I, I can't get a read on his standups phenomenal. And, and you, you mentioned his leg kicks are phenomenal, very good range management. And he's, he's long for 135. Uh but again, it's like he, he lost to Andre Ewell. That guy just got cut. He lost to Davy Grant as a minus 450. I, I don't feel like it's a guy that I can fully trust and, and, and openly ride at will. Perez on the other side, anyone that's that has half of a name has been uh, a loss for him. He got 
dominated by Song Yudong and then lost to Cody Stamen. And I know how you feel about Cody Stamen, so I don't even need to get into that. Um, I, I, my guess is you're right. I think Jonathan Martinez is going to be the favorite. I, I'm going to go a little bit higher just because even with these losses, he seemingly is always like 350 and, and 210 and just – he gets a ton of respect at the book make, from the bookmakers. Yeah, I'm gonna go over 200. I'm gonna go two 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 thirty for Jonathan Martinez minus. Gotta get our stats department in to do some numbers on this one. Uh oh. <laughs> point point Dan by the skin of his teeth. Oh minus minus two ten Jonathan Martinez. Oh and you and, and Dan's still like sitting one, there. Dan's one ninety five. Dude, 210 was in my head, too. I was like, 210, 220, 230. Like, it could be any of these. Ho-ha. Get in the an teeth, an- win, and to stay uh, alive, nonetheless. That's an anti That's an anti That's an anti-poha. That's an anti-poha. That one's sitting right where it opens, still at minus 210. I needed that one. No, that's an anti-poha. We don't do, we don't do pohas for that. That's a po nah. Middle. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is terrible. Clip that. That is talking awful. to myself. Do not, do not clip that chat. Do not clip that chat. Middleweight <laughs> bout is the co-main. Misha Serkinov and Wellington Terman. Reese, go ahead and leave things off. I almost want Dan to leave this one off because it's Wellington Terman. I love Wellington Terman, and I seemingly am the only one who does. Uh, every time I mention his name, people are like, "What the hell's up with this dude?" But Wellington Terman was set to fight. Oh, Adolfo. Yeah. And that fight fell through. Now fighting Misha Serkinov. I think Misha had himself another opponent too. Did he? I, that I'm um, Let me see. I don't remember who. Yeah. Mahmoud Muradov. Yes. And, and uh, the, thing with, the thing with Misha is I don't know. You never know what you're going to get with this dude. I mean, he Peruvian neckties Jimmy Crude and then gets just absolutely shit wrecked by Ryan Spann. Um, it's so weird. Uh, but you know, he still has moments. I, I don't know what his deal is. I really don't. He's in my opinion, he's, he's pretty well-rounded everywhere. I think he, he kind of suffers from that tweener disease where he doesn't really have a true home. Um, but Wellington Terman, it doesn't matter that, that he's two and four in his last six, two and five in his last seven. I don't even care. And, and I don't care because of the fact that, he that Wellington Terman is 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 on his way out um and so I mean he he barely beat Sam Alvey split decision and other than that it's been nothing but nightmare I'm gonna go Misha Serkinov minus I'm gonna go Misha Serkinov minus two no Yes, two seventy-five. Interesting. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> two thirty. Two thirty. Two thirty. Can I change it? Finger wasn't yeah, off the. Yeah, beat. no, that's cool. I, I, I did not have a two in front of it. This Uh-oh. is making me think. I, I did have Misha as the favorite, um, coming down from heavyweight. Obviously, it's had a couple of fights at light heavy, but um, this is that middle. Right. So there's going to be a significant size difference. And 
but you you got to think about it like I, I admittedly I just pulled up my notes for UFC Vegas 38 to just figure out where I was at on Serkinov going into the Jocko fight and one of the biggest things that I was concerned about I actually had a, a note written here to bet Jocko I'm not sure about that I did but I was really concerned about Misha's chin mm-hmm. and um, just the fact that he had been finished by Span, Walker, Teixeira, Ozdemir, all by punches or, and, or ground and pound. Um, and then he was moving down, cutting more weight to light heavy and then moving down, cutting more weight to, to middle. I think that his chin's going to be a big problem. I had this way closer to even, but still favoring Jocko. I'm not going to change it. I'm going to give you a lot of room, Reese. I'm going minus 150. Okay. I feel pretty good there. It's Wellington Termit, dude. On the other side, he's just as chinny. Yeah. So Dan allowed Reese to come down from minus 275 to minus 230. 230 is what I had, and then I panicked because it's Wellington Tournament. But 230 is where I've always had it. I just I, there's, I, there's no way there's a two in front of it. I can't see that. I don't trust either of these guys. Nonetheless, That's, Danny allowed Reese to come down, and it doesn't matter at all. Minus 117, Serkinov. Poha! That's an even fight. Jeez. Terman's also got a minus, obviously. He's minus 103. Jeez. Serkinov might be a bet. Yeah, I'm taking that now, honestly. Kobe, where did that open for one and two? I know you don't have the the stats on this, but is that the biggest miss in, 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 like, missed line in history? We might have to go through the annals of the ankle pick pod (laughs) to find that. We'll get our stats department on it. Serkinov opened minus 190. Okay. Did it go up at all or just all the way down? Wow. See, now that seems like a line. that I'm shocked because for people to be betting this much in advance, it has to be sharp action. It just does. No no casuals betting Serkinov at open or or Wellington Terminate open, but I just don't get what they're seeing here. That's wild to me. Unless something glaring comes out in tape, but God, I, I'm going to lay a little bit before then, though, even honestly, just from what I know. We've got a main event that's going to be the, decis- the decisive set the spread outcome two weeks in a row here. We've got oh, a lightweight so variety. Bout. Just the line. There's so much. Whatever. I, I don't want to play my hand early, but no, play it's, going to, be a, it's going. going to be a, it's no. going to be a big line. And if, you, if it's not obvious to you, Reese, then I, I can't help you. But there, yeah. there's a lot of chance for some space between our numbers is my only point. And sorry to interrupt, Kobe. No, definitely. Well, I... let, let me get the fighters asked here, and then, Dan, you can take it away because you're going first anyway. But Benil Dariush and Islam Makachev, two very exciting lightweights. But, Dan, go for it. I mean, this is the plan. Danny basically preluded it. It's playing the Islam game. I mean, it's like pick your minus, and it's it's, mm-hmm. it's just how huge. Right. We I. No disrespect to, to Benny. Um He's on a <clears throat> real streak right now. He, can, I dis- can I disrespect him for a second? He lost to Alexander Hernandez. All right, back to you. <laughs> it's a terrible loss. <laughs> but um, we were a couple fights ago, the CDF fight. I wouldn't have been mad if he if if CDF had gotten the nod there. It was an interesting back and forth grapple heavy fight. There are levels to this game, and Islam has seemed to prove time and time again that he's just at the top of the levels. 
So he's going to be a big, big favorite to stay away from the powerful striking that is Benny Darius. <laughs> and and <laughs> all spinning back fist aside, but he, yeah, Islam's going to be a big old favorite here. How big? Going to the hooker fight, he was 500. That stylistically, Benny's probably a harder matchup for him, but I think Dan would be a favorite against Hooker or against uh, Dan would be a favorite against Darius. So it's interesting. I'm going to go right around there. I think I'm going to come down just a little bit. Like I said, styles making fights and I'm going to go four, seven, five. Oh, that's, that's higher than I had it. Oh boy. Um, See, you, you took the words out of my mouth with the styles make fights. It's, I feel like, Although Islam is obviously leaps and he- bounds ahead of pretty much everybody. And I agree. I do think Dan Hooker would probably be a slight favor against Benny. Benny's a guy that totally, I mean, he's been in the UFC for a long time and he totally changed his career around. I mean, if you told me three years ago that, that Darius would be in this top four title picture with a win, I, I genuinely would say no. There's no way. I mean, he was like we said, he got flying need by or or punched by Alexander Hernandez. He got it was flying need by Barbosa when he shot in absolute highlight reel. I mean, it is a guy who was drawing with Evan Dunham and Evan Dunham was looking to retire. I mean, it, it I don't know if he changed camps. I don't know what happened, but the man just ballooned and he's beaten everybody in his way. And he's not just beaten everybody in his way, but he's finished everybody in his way. Um, but it's just the Islam beast, man. And, and I think that it's not really fair for anyone besides Islam um, to, to be fighting that fight. What, what, what was the line on the, the hooker? Did you have it? 500 up? is what it looked. Or what I mean, it says. I, see, I think it's going to be lower because of the grappling prowess out of Benny. There, there is a grappling threat out of Benny. And there really wasn't one for hooker. Um, this is going to be the, the slowest the, or the lowest favorite Islam will, will, has been. I'm going to go, what did you go, Dan? Four, seven, five. Yeah, I'm going to go four, two, five. I'm going to go four, 25. I'm going to give you some room because I initially was a little bit, I was toying with the idea of a four and I ultimately am going to go the, the four, but I, there could be a three here too. It, it's, it's still a top five lightweight with a grappling threat. It's just, God, how do you, Oh, I, yeah, I'm going to go 425. I'm, and I'm not going to talk myself out of it. Drum roll, please. Minus 425 is your winner. Minus 365 is the oh, line. Let's go. Ooh. Yeah. And there's a three. I had a good feeling about that one. They're, they're- I was I was way off on both of those big lines, the Sarukian and the um, and high on both of them. Yeah. Right. You know what? Hey, Kobe, do you have best fight odds open right now? I don't, but I can figure out what your parlay. Pump that about bad boy up and, and parlay. See what it would be if you parlayed Sarukian and Islam right now. I bet it's like what minus two hundred, maybe probably two fifty something. Or maybe I'm parlaying the numbers in my head. <laughs> they're the ones I chose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mine are big numbers. Let's see. Minus 310 for Sarukian and minus 365 gets us 
It's a hundred to win 68. So it's even better than minus yeah. 200. Yeah. I, dude, that, that's going to be a, I think that's going to be a very, very, it might be a fish parlay, but that's a phenomenal parlay. 500 to win 400 or whatever on Sarukian uh, and Islam to win. Am I the only one that's just getting cursed fighter vibes from Joel Alvarez? Has anyone on this podcast no, I, won a single dollar when he is no, I, ever? I absolutely like, have. I don't feel good setting myself up for, for more Joel Alvarez disappointment. No, I, that isn't <laughs> I might really- just have to like back him once to get the like monkey off our back and then he can like lose and like get out of the UFC or something. But like, I mean, not get out of the UFC. He looks like he's really talented, but we gotta, we gotta figure out this situation it, before we just keep unloading so- money against him. It's so funny you mention that because out of the two, Islam over Benel Darius, a top five lightweight, or Armin Sarukin against Yoel Alvarez, I'm significantly more nervous about Yoel Alvarez. Yeah, if, if there, people are seeing things in this Hoel guy that I just don't see. And for they're, sure. I don't know. No, it, it, sure. That's the scary part. I think 100%. I know Benny and I know Islam. For some reason, I can't figure out Hoel. <laughs> No, 100%. It's a scary one for sure. That's too funny. So we'll be back later this week with our main episode. I, I guess I don't want to tease it before we have it locked in, but I think that there's a pretty good chance that we end up with an interview that's going to lead before this interview, so or before this set the spread. So fingers crossed that that one works out. Again, we're we'll in advance. Fellow Texan. Let's not tease it too much. Cross our fingers still. Um... Reese coming off a dub. Close us off at a poha. I really get this one. Poha! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.